When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As of right now, we are at war. How desperate. You call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very desperate. You might not be glad that you did. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people. If they can become something more. Like the battles that we never could. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast and resource to the discussion of Marvel Crisis Protocol and the Marvel Universe. My name is Jesse Aiken, and I am joined by my co-host Chris Bruffett. How are you doing today, Chris? Jesse, the weather has been beautiful. Work's going fine. That's good. Pretty happy, man. Uh, everything's good. I'm really excited for today's episode too, because it's a chance to uh, improve on this newish to us format and just get get better and more in rhythm and also get some interesting stories and information out there. And uh, I'm excited to uh, pick your brain today, bud. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing better. You know, you mentioned it in our Angel episode, Chris, you and I, it's been a whirlwind of the last couple of weeks. We've both been sick off and on. I've had a sick child who's still sick, but coming out of it. So we were happy to keep the podcast on track, but it, it was very difficult. And, you know, I experienced some of this this weekend too, which we're about to cover, but I'm happy I'm kind of coming out of it. So forgive our voices again, because they're still not quite back at 100% podcasting level, but they're almost there, which is very good. And I'm excited to just dive deep into the podcast because we got a lot of fun planned over the next couple months, like we mentioned, leading up to mini extravaganza. And a couple of things I want to talk about at the top here, Chris. So, of course, we interviewed Omnis on the podcast about his Adepticon top three X-Men list. If you haven't checked that episode out, please do. And as Guardian Avenger patrons, check out a continuation of that episode with the After Dark with Omnis, kind of delving into some of the things he's going to be testing over the coming months in that list, some changes he's making, some things he's going to try etc. On top of that, Chris, I was on the Morlocks podcast. Lexa had me on there, which is a podcast about bringing models that are forgotten in Marvel Crisis Protocol to the forefront, bringing those lost and forgotten models to our teams outside of their affiliations, which is very exciting. I won't spoil the episode. You just need to check it out in the Morlocks feed. I did choose Wolverine. I did choose Logan. I did choose the model that has the most affiliations in the game, just to limit us even more. But also, Logan gets a bad rap, and I think we do a good job of 
making a Logan viable list. So if you haven't checked that episode out, definitely check it out and I'll put it in the show notes. But I did post it on the Fury's Finest social medias and Lexa does great work on that podcast. It's very near and dear to my heart, Chris, because it's a podcast all about kind of like what you and I do here, loving all models in Marvel Crisis Protocol mm-hmm. equally, enjoying all the models in different ways, and not just getting fixated on the current meta models, you know, just just playing what you want to play. And it's very exciting. Hey man, this game is a lot of fun and it's even more fun when you're playing with characters you're trying to figure out or trying to make work or just because you want to play with that character because you think they're cool. That's definitely Wolverine for us. That is 100% Wolverine for us. And I'm very, very happy you represented us well. Yeah, and I was very happy too because Lexa's got so many episodes of, of the podcast and she had never done a Wolverine episode. So it was it was perfect. I'm happy to represent Logan and, you know, be a stand for Logan because we, we really do love the character, of course, in universe and then in the game. Like he's a fun character. He just requires a little bit more thought into his list building. And I really do actually like that. But Chris, today you alluded to it and we're going to do it. We're doing another tournament episode today. We're going to dive deep into a battle report of a tournament. And the fun part about this is this is a tournament that I attended. So you get to interview me about my rounds. And this was the tournament I went to in Springfield, Missouri at Meta Games Unlimited. And it was a LVO qualifier tournament. So we're talking a full competitive tournament with LVO qualifier points on the line. That of course is if you make the top eight or even more specifically the top four, because you get more points, you get LVO qualifier points to get a seat at LVO potentially in January of next year. But also if you win the tournament at one of these LVO qualifiers, you just get a guaranteed spot at LVO. Very cool. Before we get into more of it, I think we've got some business to attend to. Fury's Finest is supported by Discount Games, Inc. Go to DiscountGamesInc.com for all your Marvel Crisis Protocol needs. Our patrons support Fury's Finest at Patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. If you enjoy this show and want to join our Discord community, consider supporting us with a monthly contribution. We take this time to thank all of our patrons for their support. This week, we have a very special shout-out to one Nate R. It's a good thing he's got the R in there, because if it was Nathan Summers, I don't know. I'm not sure we'd want to be living in this reality anymore. That's very true, Chris. That's very true. And of course, we have to thank our Avenger producers who get a shout-out every episode, because they are producers. Zach Attack, Rusty, Dylan, and Nathan. Thank you, Fantastic Four. Thanks, boys. All right, Chris, let's just get into today's topic. We're just going to dive into it. We're going to get into the juicy stuff immediately. Tell me the list you brought. This should come as no surprise to any listeners that have been listening as of late, but I am more than 35 games in to my version of Convocation. And I'm talking like a list that's been pretty much the same, Chris. Very subtle changes have happened over these 30 games. It's not like I'm just trying all the flavors of Convocation. It's kind of this one flavor, and I've kind of been making subtle changes over time. So that list was a pure convocation list, not dual affiliated. Mm. So my models in this list were Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, Baron Mordo, Ancient One, Doctor Voodoo, Magic, Wong. That's when the convocation stop. Uh Uh-oh. So as our last few models, we have Lizard, Loki with the Mind Gem, Jean Grey, and Hulk. Wow. Those are some curveballs I did not expect, and I have a few follow-up questions. Sure. 
don't have time to really dive into every little question. It's true. And we are going to dive more into this in After Dark coming very soon. A lot of patrons and a lot of listeners have been asking more in-depth information on my convocation. So we are going to dive deep into list building of that in the After Dark. But yeah, Chris, like, what are your thoughts with these characters? Well, clearly, my first thought is he put magic in the list and that makes me so happy. Of course. She actually makes my team a lot. That's fantastic. That was my next question. And then the question that everyone else has and wants me to ask ask gene gray in the hulk huh that's right how did you come to that i love that you just skip over loki at the mind gym because you're like of course loki at the mind of course jesse ran loki with the mind gym it's a mage list that's true to listeners of this podcast that is no surprise i actually expected it and right i'm kind of surprised at some omissions you have in here as well Right. So something I'm learning with Convocation, Chris, is there is not enough room in this team in their character list and in their tactic card list. Mm -hmm. Genuinely, they're one of the hardest teams in the game to play. But on top of that, they're one of the hardest teams to build. Case in point, this lizard spot. I'll talk about this lizard spot. I have played in this slot, Baron Zemo. He's incredible. I have played Hood. Incredible. And I just switched to lizard for the tournament just for versatility. Honestly, I'm probably going back to either Hood or Baron Zemo in the spot just because Hood has access to a lot of Lizard's tankiness, but also healing and mystic attacks, which kind of fits within this team. Right. Baron Zemo gives my team rerolls. He has a long move and a charge. And of course, he also on the Ironbound book turn, which we'll get to in a minute, gets to use his best defense, which is four mystic, which is really powerful. So this slot of Lizard. That can change. It's whatever three threat you want to kind of kind of be a beater slash tanky person to fit mm-hmm. in in that spot. I just chose Lizard for the tournament because he's someone I'm familiar with, comfortable with. And if I got put in certain situations, I'd be comfortable sending him on his own to go solo and just maybe die, but also do his job. Now, you want to talk about Jane Gray and Hulk. Okay, so let's talk about Hulk first because he's actually much simpler why he's in this list. So Hulk's been in my list for a very long time now. I'm, I'm approaching 40 games with this list and Hulk's been in probably 65, 70% of them now because oh, sure. what Hulk was originally was Ebony Maw with a gem, which was absolutely incredible in this list. And I still think it's completely viable, but it switched to Hulk because we've talked about this on the show a lot, Chris, where it's like sometimes people just seeing a model or seeing you play a model, it forces your opponent to play certain ways and ask mm. questions. And Hulk is one of those models. I mean, Ebony Maw is the same way because no one knows how to play against him. But like Hulk is a much bigger threat because on his worst day, he's 20 health sitting on an objective, right? And getting in your opponent's face. Very true. He's He is hard to move. He is hard to kill. And there's synergy in this list with Hulk where it's like Dr. Strange is in the list and so is Wong and they can support Hulk in interesting ways. Now, this isn't Defenders Doctor Strange that can really support Hulk with heals and shields and stuff, but I actually think this is more interesting with this Sorcerer Supreme Doctor Strange because you can scalpel Hulk up the board, range three of where he currently is at a given moment's notice. And that is incredibly powerful. And your opponent's not ready for that. On top of that, Wong has heals and power passing, which right. you can give to Hulk as well, which we always know is good. But Wong is only in my list, Chris, to help me keep affiliation when I want to go super tall, but still keep affiliation. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Where it's like, I want to go Hulk. I want to go strange, but I also want to keep affiliation. So throw Wong in, right? And then, you know, maybe throw someone else in so 
Hulk's role in this game is to take the focus of the opponent. He will always die, but as long as he does his job until he dies, like Strange will just mop up the rest, you know? And it's a crazy thing. It's it's crazy fun. And this tall convocation, I think Hulk is an essential piece, but also it could be Ebony Maw on the spot. So you asked about Gene. We'll talk about Gene now. So because this is something I'm actually really proud of and really excited about. As you know, Chris, I've been playing this list for a long time. This slot has been Scarlet Witch the whole time. Mm-hmm. That is exactly I was expecting to hear. Well, first of all, you get yourself in the mindset of what's affiliated in this game. It's very true. Scarlet Witch is not affiliated. It's a crying shame. I feel like she should be in Convocation. <laughs> I think thematically. it's too much. Too much. I don't even necessarily too much. I just think there's reasons why they're doing it right now. But it's one of those things like, okay, I have a mage wizard caster character in this slot every time who's not affiliated. So I started thinking about Gene a lot. Or actually, early on, I started thinking about Gene because I started thinking about certain matchups. Mm-hmm. And the thing about Scarlet Witch in this team is like she's even more survivable, which is her biggest weakness because she actually does go down quickly because the Ironbound books and stuff really helps her. She's got great throws. She's got incredible damage. We all know this about her. And she's got a little bit of control with judgment and stuff. But yes. like that's about all. All she does. It's one of those things like you're bringing her to go tall with Strange and maybe even Hulk if you're crazy, and you're going to delete models. And that's worked really well for me. And I've actually found out that Scarlet Witch, probably in this list, is the standard pick. I think in this version of my list, she's the standard pick. I changed her to Jean Grey a couple days before the tournament because I had a feeling deep down inside that. What would be better, Scarlet Witch in most matchups or Jean Grey in specific matchups? Yeah. Exactly. Jean very Grey in a thought. very specific matchup where she will be the key to me winning us that matchup. Mm-hmm. But she might not come out much other than that, right? On top of that, I heard the voice of Omnis in my head. I also was thinking about Jean a lot because I was thinking, you know, I have a couple pay to flips in this roster and Jean gets mm-hmm. two power a turn. Right. So, in yep. the least, Gene can maybe interact with an extract and then interact with a pay to flip. And that's a decent use of her power, too. Right. I mean, Absolutely. it's why we talk about Danny's good all the time. Right. Why any, all the Asgardians are good. Like, so I was thinking that's pretty good, too. And then on top of that, I have deadly meteors in this list, and Gene has a defense of four energy. So she's actually pretty good at flipping those. But also, Chris, Gene has a mystic defense of five. And on that oh. Ironbound book turn, if they attack with physical, it's a mistake. You know, Absolutely. she's she's another strange. But the main reason I took her, you and I talked about the matchups, and you know, we're we're on the same wave, wavelength here, but we gotta explain it out for the listeners. I took her for that two power turn. Mm-hmm. She has the same move in a Scarlet Witch, so she's still not super fast. She's just a medium mover on a small base. But she has shield mind, which costs two. When this character, an ally character within four of it, would be advanced, placed, or pushed by the effects of an enemy mystic attack or enemy superpower, you may use this superpower. The allied character is not advanced, placed, or pushed. That's the main reason I took her. Mm-hmm. And the second reason I took her, which for other matchups I was afraid of, matter transmutation. Choose another allied character or an enemy character with an activated token within range two and push it short so those are the two reasons i took her and you know this chris like you know i've always talked about how much i want to play more gene oh she's absolutely fantastic i find her to be an absolute powerhouse i think it's honestly i think it's an inspired choice thank you i love the inclusion in here and especially as i'm running down your rounds one through four seeing where you picked her and mm. against who you picked her. And I, mm-hmm. it seems like she may have done exactly what you wanted her to in this turn. Well, and here's what's interesting, Chris. She's five. 
And Loki at the Mind Gym is five, right? So something I was writing to a lot in my games with Loki at four initially was, I love Loki at four. He's literally just a Black Order counter or a Steve counter in my right. list. And I just love playing him in this team. It's just so thematically fun. But like, I was like, you know, it's not going to hurt bumping him up to five because I'm always trying to go tall on this list. I'm always trying to have priority. So bumping Loki up to five, now I have Gene and Loki as my five threat options as a flex on top of Strange. I'm going to take every game. I'm just going to prep this with that. And what's interesting is Gene helps me counter a little bit. Web Warriors, Criminals, a lot. Convocation, a lot, a lot. And then she helps me counter Black Order a lot as well because Thanos can't move things. But on top of that, Loki's a slightly better counter to Black Order because he makes husband and wife cost more. He makes all superpowers cost more. And then, of course, with the mind gym, he can mess them up too. So my thinking was, what am I most afraid of going to this tournament? Well, of course, I'm most afraid of, I think, the strongest teams in the game right now, which is Black Order and Criminal Syndicate, and maybe even some Steve in the hands of a good player, right? There's plenty of teams on that power level, but those are the three teams I was most scared of with my list. And Gene and Loki were here for that reason. So they're they're just pure flex pieces, Chris. And that's a weird thing about that's convocation. Good. You've got to kind of think like that. And so that's where I ended up. So we'll talk about my tactic cards real quick. I ended up on only three convocation tactics cards because I've been slimming them down over time to give myself more versatility against certain matchups. Because I was playing five convocation tactics cards for a while and I really, really loved it. It gave me a lot of versatility in certain matchups, but I needed more generic cards. So my tactics cards were the Ironbound Books of Shumagorath. Essential card you got to take every time. The Orb of Agamotto, the Bar with No Doors, Indomitable and Climbing Gear, Brace for Impact, Field Dressing, Journey Through Limbo, which is Magic's card, Sacrifice, and Mental Domination. Because Chris, we haven't talked about it yet, but the actual number one reason I took Gene, the number one reason I took Gene, other than the Convocation Mirror, was Juggernaut. I had a feeling. That guy being around... I can't hurt him as Convocation, first of all. With that helmet of Sidorak, he has such incredible defenses. And he's moving my models around. He's doing all this crazy stuff. And if I take Mental Domination and I mind control Juggernaut for one turn, right, and get him out of position, it's like a stagger. But on top of that, he's punching his own teammates. I mean, we love this card, Mental Domination, for a reason. It's very powerful. Also, keep in mind, I have Journey Through Limbo, which is another Juggernaut Corvus Glaive Thanos counter because magic can teleport them range three away and make them come back to the fight. Slows them down. Love it. So I ended up on those three convocation cards. Ironbound books, of course, being change all tax to mystic so you can use your mystic defense. Or Vagamoto being one of my favorite convocation cards, which is Rainbow Bridge from Asgard. All convocation members can spend three power as long as they are not holding an objective to teleport range three. Very strong. The Bar With No Doors, which you have to take is one of your Tintax cards, which is your leadership. You have to take it. So one of your Tintax cards is automatically locked. And then, you know, the rest was just good stuff. So I had to take Indomitable on top of Brace because Convocation's yep. biggest weakness is throws. If I encounter Brotherhood, I had to be doubly ready with Braces and I had to have these tools against possibly Juggernaut. So, But I also knew Juggernaut was going to be other places. So I was He's trying to be ready. Right now. As he should be. He's very powerful. Oh, he's great. So covering my crises real quick, my secures were Demons Downtown, Intrusions Open Across the City, and Deadly Meteors Mutate Civilians. So I've got two sort of slow scoring attrition ones, and then I've got a one person scores everything pay to flip. 
Then my extracts were research station attacked. Specifically, this is the matchup where I bring Hulk every time because Strange and Hulk are going to be on that researcher. Yep. You know, keeping Hulk on that researcher as a body and Strange supporting him and doing a lot of damage. Then I also have Scrolls infiltrate world leadership to slow the game down and let me control and fight a little bit more. And then I have Alien Ship crashes downtown. Same reason. Let me control and fight more. I know Black Order likes those, but that's okay. I like them too. And if I play a Black Order player, you know, hopefully I can switch it to secures. But even if I don't, that's okay. So that's my list, Chris. It's very heavy on attrition, but also... If you look at my tax cards and you look at some of these flex picks I took, it's also very heavy on control. I can I can switch back and forth at will. And it's kind of become my favorite list of MCP ever. That's very fun. It's my play style in a, a nutshell. You know, I switch back and forth. Grindy attrition games are pretty fun. Like, honestly, just they're, they're so exciting all the time. Well, they are. And what's fun about this list is I can still go hard control too. So it's like right. if the attrition is not working, which it does happen a lot, maybe I can go control or maybe I fight a team where I just have to control them. Right? Now, is this, a, is this a switch you can kind of flip mid-game or is this a switch you have to flip turn zero definitely i can switch mid game yeah that's that's part of it is it you know strange is so powerful you can go back on our news episodes like you and i's jaw dropped and we saw sorcerer supreme strange we love both stranges but in particular we really love this strange he's my favorite model in the entire game out of 100 models right now because he asked so many interesting questions as you as the player to play him right but on top of that he's got a lot of control and he's got a lot of damage if used correctly and you've got to always kind of like hedge your bets with like how much power you're going to have how many scalpels can you do you know is it right. one? Is it two? Is it three? Like, there's a lot of interesting things. Are you going to use a spender, you know, that heals your team, but also does area damage? Like, there's a lot of interesting th- things that come up, and he is definitely the linchpin of my list. But on top of that, so is Hulk. So I've got a lot of fun stuff here. And, um, you know, every character has a purpose in my list. And that that's what's kind of fun about it. So I guess we got to get into the event itself. So I will preface at the front. I've been prepping for a long time for this inadvertently because I've been playing Convocation a long time, but I also had no idea what the Missouri Meadow was like, you know, and that's really fun. That's really fun to go somewhere and have no idea what the Meadow is like. I heard they have a really vibrant, large MCP group there, and they certainly did. That's fantastic. Yeah, I had no idea what they played like, what teams they actually played. Like every Meadow's got certain teams that aren't represented right so it was just really fun and you know i didn't have a ton of time to prep but i have been playing convocation a lot over the last couple months so my thinking was i'm gonna play convocation because it's the most fun to me right now and it's still something that it's pretty new and uncracked especially the attrition convocation and i'm not going full try hard here i just want to have fun sure i honestly think that if i wanted to be a little bit more competitive I had two more lists, Chris, on the side. And one of them was Sam and Steve Avengers. Mm -hmm. And another one was Wide Criminal Syndicate. And I strongly considered playing Wide Criminal Syndicate because it's something I'm starting to gravitate towards now that we're just now getting our hands in America on Shadowland Daredevil, for instance. It is a mean list, man. I want to play Wide Criminals so so bad. And that's my next endeavor is just playing Wide Criminals over and over and over again. Because at worst, I don't love it. I think I will love it. But at worst, I don't love it. And I learn how to play against it, right? And that's something we're going to see for a long time. Absolutely. So I actually had a criminal list with me as well. And I was strongly considering if I want to be a little bit more consistent, because sometimes my convocation is very dice dependent and that doesn't feel good. Yep. I know that game. That's right. That's right. So I was like, I could just play criminals, go wide, play the game well, because I know how to play the game well and play it with a leadership that doesn't require rolling dice. 
And that, you know, I, I was almost there, Chris. I was almost playing like Kingpin, Black Cat, Bullseye as my core every game. You know, just cheap and just start there, add a lizard, you know, add a hood. Oh, that's not fun to play against. And it's also it's fun to win, but I don't know how much how much fun you're having playing that list that you've I don't know. I guess I'm going to suffice it to say I'm glad you went with convocation. I'm really excited to hear about how it went. Um, I I do understand that pull towards the, I don't want to see guaranteed wins, of course, because of course they're not, but the nothing's guaranteed. Yeah, exactly. Maybe the affiliation that gives you a little bit better chance to win. I get it, but let's, let's get into this. Tell me about your round one here. Your opponent was Ryan. That's right. Played on a Wakanda runes table. That's right. How did this go? Did you have priority? Did he? He actually had priority, and we played the Researcher, which was from my deck, and we played Demons Downtown from his deck. So threat was 19, and I'm playing a Midnight Suns player. So I'm thinking, okay, he's going to have a lot. He's going to have a lot of damage, a lot of attrition. And, you know, honestly, I think if we go a little bit lower threat, which we didn't have the option to do, but like say we did, like I think that's safer for me. Like I just, I probably have a higher chance of winning because. Interesting enough, Chris, like the lower threats you get, the stronger Hulk gets because he just can't be deleted, basically. Yeah, it's he makes this feel very similar to like basketball or Mm. even, you know, some of those MOBA MOBA teams out there that that are just built around letting one player go off. And and Hulk very much feels like that. And the lower threat cost you go, the less tools the the less gene grays you're going to run into you know that can reposition him the the, the less things That's that true. can really deal with him uh like the lower four threat costs there's not a lot three mm-hmm. threat costs there's maybe two or three that have a chance against him to do anything significant by themselves if you've got a bunch of people to attack him like he's going to go down and i think right. that was obvious to me when i played this game but i was planning for that so my team was sorcerer supreme strange hulk voodoo and ancient one and i played ancient one this game and i because i'm thinking we're going on main street we're playing two e's She's going to plant oh, yeah. her feet somewhere and be super defensive and not do much this game at all. She's just going to score me points and survive. And that's what she did in the game. Supreme Strange and Hulk are going to be glued to the researcher like nobody's business. <laughs> and then Voodoo is going to be on whatever demon portal he can score because he's immune to incinerate. You know, And that was the thinking. It wasn't some sort of like... It was very simple in the thinking of, I know he's about to do a bunch of damage to me. Now, his list was Blade, Iron Fist, Ghost Rider, Moon Knight, and Rocket. Very high damage, very high attrition. I mean, Iron Fist is one of those characters that you hate to see as a player rolling out some very high threat models. You hate to see him with a tall list, which Mm -hmm. is what I'm playing. So my goal was to essentially, number one, win the researcher every time, and number two, delete Danny before he got off the Iron Fist. And I feel like if I do that stuff, I'm okay. He also brought Deal with the Devil this game, so I had to be cognizant of, I know why he brought Rocket. It's to, to, you know, for Ghost Rider to take over his body and become the new Ghost Rider. So it's like, I have to be cognizant of that as well. So this is one of those games where I dazed Ghost Rider fairly early, but then I did not touch him after I dazed him. You know, I'm not going to give him value. And I dazed right. him early because he was causing a lot of problems because he's just staying by the objectives. So my goal was to either blow him up or scalpel him every time he came in. And that's what I did. You know, scalpeling Ghost Rider 
range three away is not as powerful as scalpling these other five threats in the game away or even six threats like a Corvus, like a Thanos, like a Hulk, but it's still good because you're making him pay for hell on wheels. You're making him use movements to get back in. So like it's still strong and all the while Hulk's on the researcher, ancient one and Voodoo are scoring the other demon portals and strange is right by Hulk on the researcher. And kind of the way this game worked is he was actually really afraid of my team. So he peppered me with damage from afar, but he never truly fought tooth and nail for the researcher and we know how this goes in this game chris with the researcher i think the researcher is one of those objectives it doesn't sometimes make sense but sometimes you just have to double move models on the researcher and that's what you have to do it's true because it's too impactful to score two points and then move closer to your opponent's helicarrier where you're potentially going to score two more points and eventually that's what i did i got it to his helicarrier to his extract point and was scoring four points. He of course eventually kills Hulk, you know, it's one sure. of those things, but I do get a field dress off on Hulk before he goes out. He gets mm. one more attack. Like he gets one more huzzah before he goes. Right. And now we're at a point in the end of the game where Moon Knight's gone. Rocket's gone. Iron Fist is gone. We just have blade and ghost rider versus Supreme strange an ancient one voodoo's also gone and that's the point where it's like i'm so high on points he's only at three points and i'm at like 12 points the researcher is powerful i'm sitting on the researcher with strange and ancient one and i've i've actually foregone all the demon portals i'm done with that and i'm always sitting on the researcher and you can it's a very cinematic mode chris you can see it like source supreme and ancient one just like doing all this defensive stuff (laughs) to keep the researcher up right and and that's how the game goes i eventually defeat blade so his leadership's gone and then i defeat everyone but ghost rider and now i'm okay with fighting ghost rider because he can't deal with the devil but now the game's over it's 16 to 3 we end and it was a good game and something we haven't talked about yet chris this tournament is an lvo qualifier so there's death clocks each player gets a 45 minute clock when your turn's done you hit the clock it immediately starts your opponent's time anytime you have a reaction on your opponent's turn it's on your clock right like if you want to think about uh, i'm going to use cables shield let me think about that for a second well that's your clock right right now i'm not going to do it hit the clock or i am going to use this shield hit the clock so we had no issues running to time which is very nice that's great his clock was lower than mine but neither one of us were close to clocking out. We finished the game 16 points. It was on the Wakanda Ruins, which is one of the tables I brought. It was just a great match. Like, what more could you ask for, you know? Now, something I'll say happened in our game, and Ryan goes on to do really well the rest of the day, which is very exciting. But I think he was a bit too afraid of my team and the and sitting on the researcher and he also was trying for the best siege of darkness and in doing that he didn't do siege of darkness till late in the game and i think it might have been more impactful early when he had more mm-hmm. characters but less swinging you know but it's still like oh everyone got to attack right and it's so hard to play the midnight suns right because it is very much about that bitter rivals siege of darkness turn and doing them both and doing it right you know it's i'm very guilty of that with pretty sneaky sis all being Mm. too precious with it sometimes and it's an easy thing to do especially when you're looking down the barrel of the sorcerer supreme steven strange and hulk and voodoo 
for that matter. He's not exactly a pushover at this point, and, they, and an extremely defensive character at that. Same with Angel One, yeah. I, I understand uh, where Ryan was coming from, but sometimes you just gotta dive in. Absolutely, Chris. And I think the big takeaway from this game was like this is one of those games like most of my team did not attack except Hulk. It was more important for me to flex my defensive abilities of supreme strange voodoo and ancient one and even hulk with his just massive health than to get good attacks off right like i had right. a hulk smash that completely whiffed it was like an 11 dice hulk smash did nothing oh, that's rough and i was like okay this turned into a game because at that point i was in a commanding lead and that actually got him back in the game because hulk could yep. not actually daze blade right and it's like oh blade's gonna go he's gonna heal everything up he's gonna remove all his conditions you know he's so awesome all i wanted to do was give blade a stagger and do a bunch of damage to him with hulk smash right just one wild just one wild for that stagger and throw <laughs> didn't happen and that's fine though because like the whole time I was playing with Strange and Hulk on the researcher, the whole mm. time. And every time Strange had power to scalpel, he scalpeled and he scalpeled yeah. someone away. Like, even if it's like Wong, right? Like, Wong's still a body by the objective, sure. by a demon portal or by the researcher, scalpel him away. So that's how that game went. And in doing this, it put me in round two against a very formidable opponent named Brent. I see. I see. This was on the sci-fi AMG board. That's, of course, the spaceport playmat that AMG released with the sci-fi terrain. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. A lot of neon acrylics on this. Someone had added acrylic to the stuff to create more of a cyberpunk feel, which was very cool. And what do you know, Chris? I sit across from a player and he is playing Convocation. But I look at his list and I go, oh, no, this is the Convocation (laughs) I've heard about. This is not my team at all we actually have nothing in common his whole team's point is to score extracts extremely early and in the game before any attrition kicks in early and that's what i saw across from me so his team was all based around supreme strange and clea early game teleporting models with extracts back to his deployment zone basically and scoring them and i've heard of this list for a long time now it's actually some of the convocation that's been doing well in the tts league sure i have no interest in in playing this list at all (laughs) because it's not the type (laughs) of play i like to do but i understand why it exists in the game because if you have wizards who can teleport things around why not manipulate extracts with that absolutely and a lot of people are doing that hey look especially in a competitive tournament if you can't beat a strategy that some, not me, would look down on and call kind of cheesy, yeah. Hey, man, maybe, uh, maybe it's time to rethink uh, how you're playing or something. I don't know what to tell you. Well, this is why you go to tournaments, right? Like, this type of thing is like it's not fun to play against, but it's also very exciting to play against as a a player trying to improve, right? Because sure. you're like, I've never seen this before. How am I going to deal with this? What's the puzzle? Mm-hmm. I find that very interesting. So the objectives we pulled, you know. <laughs> He wins priority, and I'm okay. thinking, oh no, this is this is as bad as it gets. <laughs> yeah, I see the objectives, and I I I know <laughs> I can see what happened. He chooses extract mm-hmm. because he won priority, and I'm like, oh, that's not good. And then we so we pull for my secure, so we pull his extract, which is Wakanda herbs. Oh my! And then we pull for my secure, which that gives me the opportunity to choose threat since I didn't win priority again. So I choose. 15 threat because in his list chris i see a juggernaut and i Mm -hmm. know juggernaut is crucial to his extract plays because juggernaut can also manipulate movement yes get free movements i'm very familiar with this i knew juggernaut was gonna be a problem this tournament and 
There he is. So I'm thinking, go as low as possible here. So I go 15. His list ends up being Supreme Strange, Wong, Clea, and Juggernaut. You see this and you think, oh, he's literally only going to score the herb with Juggernaut. And everything in his list is built to do that. On top of that, Chris, every tack card he had was made to do that. Yep. <laughs> he had advanced R&D to pass power and give Juggernaut power turn one and Clea turn one to do things. He had tactical analysis. He mm-hmm. had mission objective. Mm-hmm. He had all the things that give you extracts in your hands so you win. So I'm sitting across from this and I'm thinking, this is why you brought Gene, Jesse, right here. This is why you brought Gene. This, <laughs> this is also is so why you exciting. brought Magic. So. I play Supreme Strange, Wong, Magic, and Jean. And my thinking is Magic's going to be my herb runner because she can get around the one movement with her limbo steps. Her limbo step, yeah. But also I could potentially take Journey Through Limbo for another tool against Juggernaut. I ended up not doing it because I ended up taking Climbing Gear instead. Interesting. Which helped me. I take Wong because we're going low threat, right? Got to keep affiliation and maybe Wong can pass some power to Strange and I can scalpel turn one. Another reason I take Wong. And then I take Jean. And I take mental domination. Yes, sir. So Jean is fulfilling two of her purposes why I brought her, Chris, to counter convocation because I can't be moved by mystic right. superpowers or attacks and to control Juggernaut the best she can. And I was very excited to run her. Keep in mind, this is my first time playing Jean ever on the table. Oh, my. I've played against oh, her. Oh, my goodness. I yeah, know you, you like have. But, and it's a character that speaks to me in a lot of ways, me as a player, but my first time playing her. And the way this game goes, within a couple activations, he has Juggernaut scoring the herb. That's scary, Jesse. He picks up the herb with Juggernaut, teleports Juggernaut (laughs) multiple times. He's on the point. My magic has literally just picked up the herb and she's just sitting there. She has to still marathon across the board. And my thinking is, okay, I have to control Juggernaut and I have to score the meteors every turn. And I'm still going to be, he's going to be scoring four a turn. I'm going to be scoring three a turn. He's going to be up one point every single turn. And there's nothing I can do about that. I just have to let it happen. I just have to let it happen. This is one of those games, Chris, where it's like, we're playing a different MCP. We're not really attacking each other. We're scoring objectives and we're moving each other off objectives to score the objectives in our favor right so it's like he does smart thing where he moves up strange and wong to the middle meteor to try to prevent me from flipping it right okay i flip my right right meteor regine immediately because four yeah she's good at that she's a little far from the fight but i'm okay with that because she's just gonna move all the way across to where juggernaut is he's on my left side and then our middle we have his strange and his wong and my strange and my wong in the middle oh my (laughs) it's a literal mirror and I teleport his strange away. He's like, oh, that's pretty impressive because he knows he has to walk back. <laughs> and I attack his Wong and his Wong survives multiple attacks. I'm thinking, oh, this is not good because his Wong is by the meteor. So now I need two successes. But basically, I have that right meteor all game. He has the left herb all game. And Magic's trying to run across the table as fast as she can, you know? Oh, my gosh. And sometimes, you know, like she will do her energy slaying just to gain a power. Right. So she can limbo step one more, right? Because she can only move once, right? So these are the ways I'm having to think in this game. I'm having to think, I got to keep Wong in range so Magic can sling a bolt at him to gain a power so she, she can limbo step, right? These are the type of things I'm having to do. But the interesting turning point of this game is eventually Gene gets to the middle where Strange and Wong are against his Strange and Wong. Clea is trying to flip the left meteor very scary because magic left and juggernaut's still sitting on that left 
herb just scoring it well there's a big pivoting point where he's thinking he can get the meteors because he flips the left one with clea so now it's just he has the left i have the right from early game with gene and we're just fighting over that middle meteor. Right. i'm just thinking ominous here pay to flip everything <laughs> and so i have gene strange and wong I'm close to that middle objective and i'm sending gene towards juggernaut but uh-huh. i'm also keeping her bubble up the whole time and i'm ready i'm just waiting and you're waiting for your opportunity to absolutely do it and i cannot i mean this is a nail biter yeah i he had to know it was coming that mental domination was coming he see, he sees it across the table from him that's true i think he didn't know mental domination was coming what i don't think he knew was coming on the way to mental domination was gene's true value which was she's going to counter convocation a little bit mm-hmm. on the way so when she's in the middle She's not on the objective and neither is Wong at this point because they've been pushed off and stuff. Sure. But it's the two stranges. And he's like, I'm going to scalpel your strange. I'm going to pay for a scalpel your strange away. And then he had one more power left to flip the objective. Oh, I say I pay two for shield mine. And you still have yeah, to pay for He gave me a nod like, yep, that's that's why you brought Gene. I get it now, you know. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, this is a tournament like those when this this is a competitive tournament. When those things happen with your opponent, honestly, in a lot of ways, you're excited. You're like, yep. I got out, out played there in and that one yeah, moment. Learned, it's just one moment. Something. Yeah. Yeah. So I still win that meteor. So I'm still a little bit behind in post points parity because sure. these want these three versus four adding up every round. So he's at 12 at this point and I'm at nine. Oh, okay. And oh. because four, 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 three, 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 sure. right. And I worked hard for that three, three, three. Yeah, right? you because, did. I mean, juggernaut's been sitting there all game. Nothing's going to happen to him. So, the final round, I mental dominate Juggernaut off the point. Yep. I punch Clea in the face with Juggernaut. That feels good, too. Oh, absolutely. And I just keep Strange and Wong on that middle meteor. And eventually what happens is Vagic gets enough power to limbo step range three. And now she's scoring oh, four, no. right? She's scoring four. I have the three meteors. We're at nine to 12. And... He still gets Juggernaut back on the point after I mental dominate him. There's nothing I can do, but like I pushed him off for a while, divert all his attention to that, right? Sure. And now the game ends. Magic scores the four. I score the three meteors. He scores the herb again. Mm. Our final score is 17 to 16 in my favor. Mm. What a nail biter. That's it was insane. a nail biter. So how did did Magic do? Did she exclusively just kind of run uh, the that herb, or did she get a chance to get in there and, and throw some sword slashes? She did a little damage to Wong on the way just to build some power. No Dark Child? No Dark Child. She couldn't afford it. She had to be she had to have that power, you know, to limbo step. That's a bummer. I love that you took her and I love that she helped you win. But I really, I really like really Gene. I know, but <laughs> I just, I live in this world in my head where there's a punchy magic is like mm-hmm. an awesome three threat, and I'm gonna make it work one of these days. She's done that in my games too, Chris. No, don't, she, yeah, don't she get me absolutely wrong. can. She usually goes on a side point and solos somebody the best she can, you know. But that was, in a weird way, that was one of my hardest games of the day because oh, sure. that is someone with an, a plan they've executed so many times and. They've probably never lost at it because it's just going to score that fast. And like I said, like we're at the end of round three, he has 12 points and he's done nothing that involves rolling dice, nothing that involves rolling dice. Right. So it's like, it's a different MCP we're playing and Jean fulfilled her purpose that game of countering juggernaut and countering the mirror stream strange, you know, countering the the scalpel. She, that, that power is just for two power. She can just absolutely cripple 
you know, the entire objective of a team, like the entire focus of a team. She's such a strong character in, in certain areas, which yeah. is one of the reasons we love this game so much is it's so true because there are so many niche counterplays or honestly just making a suboptimal character mm-hmm. be oppressive through various manipulations and tactics, cards and powers. And it's just, it's so cool. It's, 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 very I love her, fun. man. She also got a couple of sat powers off in that game too, which like you can't imagine. Like some of those were pivotal, right? It's sure. like her getting a sat power off on Supreme Strange. Mm-hmm. Well, my Supreme Strange has more power. Like we're literally in a mirror, right? It's like it's a strange off, yeah, yeah. So like he has Juggernaut, I have Gene, and it's like his Juggernaut's going to score him all game no matter what. So like my Gene has to do other things to disrupt the rest of his team and Juggernaut sure. when she could, and she eventually did disrupt Juggernaut. And uh, Brent was an incredible opponent. I we had a, a fun time. I can't wait to play him again. In fact, he knows a lot of Tulsa people because he's Uh-oh. a old Warm Hordes player, so he's competitive in that community as well. So it's one of those things like he was like, oh Tulsa, nice. Like I know a lot of these guys. So but yeah. We're going to move on to round three because this is my most insane game of the day because now I'm at the top six tables of the whole tournament. We didn't mention the top, Chris. This was a 26-person tournament that three people dropped oh. out right at the beginning of round one. So it ended up being a 23-person tournament. It was actually 30-plus before that, but a lot of people were coming from out of town, had some issues. Sure. So Day of always happens. 26 with some drops down to 23. That's awesome. That's a really nice representation of a tournament. Good numbers. And so I'm in the top six at this point because I'm 2-0. and oh, And every player at the top six is just incredible. And that's, you know, what more could I ask for? So my opponent is Rob Coffee, who is Coffee Time and the big MCP TTS League. And he typically oh, yeah. makes cut. So it's funny. We sit down and we both know each other. And I'm excited to play this game. We're playing on the, a city map. And I see that he's running wide X-Men and I'm thinking, oh no, it's a hard matchup for me. Truly. It's, it's a tough matchup for me. Good job, Rob. That's right. So the objectives we pull are intrusions from my deck, which is my secure and cosmic cubes from his, which is his extract cubes with the storm leadership, man. Cubes with the storm leadership (laughs) and all the healing factor ladies. It's, it's a problem. Very cool. I, I really, I'm looking at this and I love Rob's list now. Okay. Did you uh, get priority or not? I think I did, which is actually Mm -hmm. not great, honestly, because I'm wanting to go super tall and, and kind of see what he does. Cause he's, you know, let's just talk about our list. So I had Supreme strange Hulk Wong and voodoo and his list was storm toad honey badger x23 rogue and domino i mean we're talking pretty wide at 17 we're going six wide here that's pretty impressive that's guardians level what i really like about his list is it is very wide but it has the tools to deal with some pretty big things in honey badger x23 and rogue chris i know and like let's also talk about too i mean he has four of the best models in the game in his list their names are x23 rogue domino and toad these characters are just incredible characters in any team but you add them being x with first class with storm hops on top of that oh yeah it's next level and you know this looks very familiar to omnis's list that he just took third adepticon with there's a reason these characters are here and it's very powerful so with intrusions we're playing a c map and i'm thinking okay at least i can keep the fight coordinated but i know that a lot of this game i I thought he might be going five wide so i was like i have to go four wide i just have Mm -hmm. to because i have to delete a model at the top of every turn and 
you know, we have a back and forth game, Chris. This is a crazy game. It's one of those things like, I don't know if either one of us would change much of our play from this game. And a lot of this game had some interesting dice, but more importantly, it's like, this is one of those things like hindsight's 2020. It's like, oh, if I don't go Hulk, I go like magic and lizard or something. Sure. And I probably have an easier time than I did because a lot of this is going to be based off of Hulk's dice, which end up not performing in this game. But there's ah. no way you can know that, right? Like there's no way you can know that because what I'm saying is lizard and magic could at least get some cubes and sit on intrusions right. and not be dice dependent, right? right? Hulk unfortunately has to be dice dependent, but I love Hulk on cosmic cubes because he can have two sure. or three on him. So it's a trade. Off. That's the thing. You just have to be okay with that risk. Clearly you were. Yep, I was. Now, what was in his bag that had you thinking he was going five and not six wide? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I honestly thought he was just I don't remember everything that was in his list, but sure, he had more sure. he had more four threats and more three threats. So essentially I was thinking, is he going to go toad and honey badger? Or are they just gonna be a four threat, right? Or is one of those situations like do one of them get upgraded to a three? And someone else gets upgraded. You know what I mean? Sure. I would have thought to maybe have seen a Cyclops in this. Let me tell you this. This might give you a lot more information. He also had a Hulkbuster in his list. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. And I was thinking... That makes a lot more sense. But also, shouldn't Hulkbuster be able to take out the Hulk? That's what it's designed (laughs) for, Jesse. It's true. And he actually, when we flipped list, he's like, I should have taken Hulkbuster. (laughs) And I said, I think you're fine. That's what I said when we flipped list. Because, yeah, if my Hulk's doing well and he has Hulkbuster, he controls my Hulk like crazy. But I, I, I still think, Chris, like I think the Wide Storm team is one of the strongest teams in the game right now because... Oh, it's great, man. With the hop and with these characters, you can just win the objective and you don't care as much about dice and certain situations because you're just going to kind of play your game. You're going to first class, get some early, you know, extracts, right? Yeah, early advantage. Yeah, and you're just kind of kind of weather the storm and, you know, quite literally. And that's kind of the way this game goes. Pun intended or not intended? This matters. Let's say pun intended for sure. Excellent. Storm Jesse. Storm performed excellent in this game and she de- she deserves it. So, the way this game goes is we have Rogue and Domino on my left side, Toad in the middle, and we have Honey Badger Storm and Laura on the right side. And Coffee being a good player, that's not the way he necessarily deployed, right? Like he deployed Storm sure. and Toad kind of in the middle. He deployed Domino kind of in the middle. He deployed Rogue and the two Wolverine ladies on opposite sides. And it's kind of like like a good player does. And I do this a lot too. Where it's like he split Rogue and Domino where they needed to go, right? That was very strong. That Absolutely. was very good. And that's very easy to do with the hop too. It, it helps a lot in that way. But basically in this game, I got an early lead on cubes because I did all the things to get cubes early, like with Strange and Hulk. And even Wong literally did a Wong thing where he meditated, passed a power to Strange and walked up a little bit, right? He wasn't going to get out in the open where he gets blown away by Domino. Oh, yeah. But in doing that, Strange's scalpel's online round one, right? Like he has four power now to scalpel himself. So I get an early lead on cubes. He gets more bodies on portals. So I think he scores a little bit more on the first portals. And that's kind of how the game goes. It's like we're basically matching point parity all game, which is a sign of a great match. Like either one of us is up on portals or cubes 
and vice versa, or so, someone's defeating models to take those cubes back, right, and to kind of points parity out. That's I, and that's my next question. When did you start? removing his models from the board i never removed rogue big surprise here she's my hardest one of my hardest counters to my team is rogue because she can change her attacks to energy she has an incredible throws she's got mobility to get back in the fight if i scalp her away so i never killed rogue i did daze so many models right but like i didn't ko a ton of models was that one a failure of your dice was that uh, how he played them, keeping things safe and moving uninjured models up or, you know, or mix of the two? You know, what, what happened there? Definitely a mix of the two. He's a really good player and that showed. And I had some definitely cold dice in this game on Hulk. Well, and Storm's leadership. I mean, yes, getting cover all the time is not insignificant. It's not, especially when your opponents, when you're not rolling good at attack dice, right? But the biggest... Honestly, Chris, one of the biggest counters to me in this game was he chose to taunt with Honey Badger at the perfect times. That is something I am currently struggling with with my X Force. That bodyguard lists is Honey Badger's bodyguard. I am struggling with when to use it. So, Rob, maybe get at me. Maybe we should talk. That's right. But that is <laughs> not only awesome to hear, but oh, it's so good. I, I'm sorry that you lost uh, this matchup, Jesse. Mm-hmm. I, his his list is very cool. Yeah, it's a hard matchup for me. It's it's hard to contain my excitement about it. And, and you or I are both pro players. We, we pro players. You're very good. I am not, but we are both experienced enough to know that sometimes you just lose. Man, it's okay. Well, and we'll get to the point in a second, and you'll say, "Oh, is that that's just a good game, right?" Like, is yeah, that actually that's a what it sounds. That's what it sounds like so far. So. My biggest dice issue, because I don't like to blame dice ever, but like my biggest dice issue in this game was like I was having dice issues on top of him bodyguarding at the perfect times. So it's like in particular with Hulk, that's a huge bummer because I did Hulk smash three times in this game when Hulk was teed up on a ton of damage. So he's 11 dice Hulk smashes, never got a wild, never got a throw off. Because in the worst case scenario, Chris, if I don't get a lot of damage on the Hulk smash of 11 dice, at least I get a wild and maybe throw Laura away. Right. I did every turn do Hulk's throw, which was the right play, right? Yeah, throw Laura, absolutely. throw Storm. But there were several times like he had an incredible eye of the storm regular strike on mm-hmm. on Storm that did six damage to Hulk. Like that's just one of those things. I have been the beneficiary know? of, it, of it storm happens. attacks that way. Uh it, it does happen, man. Uh she's she's very cool. Well, this is something you and I talked about a lot in this game, Chris, where it's like, if you are a really good player, which clearly Rob is, and you play a wide team, like in some ways, if you're a really, really good player, you're already winning because you care less about dice than someone who's taller. And I think it's why maybe I had so much success with Sam over the year, like last year, because I was always thinking about how to play the game first, then my dice, right? And then I've got all this wide team. I'm a dice first thinker, man. I can't help it. <laughs> There's only so much I can do, Chris, with the dice list where I'm trying to sit on the C's. But at the same time, you know, he's got a Laura that's got three damage on her and she's going to activate and take two off, you know, and I'm going to be back at square one again, right? I love her. I love her so much. Laura is so good, man. So our game ended and it was crazy. Like it ended, his clock was two minutes left on his clock. My mm. clock had five minutes left on it. This was yeah. a game. This is a long game. You know, remember if your clock goes out, you just automatically lose no matter what the score <sighs> is. These are death clocks. And the game ends with if Strange kills Storm, he takes her cubes and hopefully survives the rest of the round and scores them. And that puts me at 19 to his 17. Can't kill Storm. 
So I just put Strange on a safe demon portal. He's got sure. some cubes. Storm's got some cubes. Lore's got a cube. And the final score is 17 to 19 in his favor. He gets two points on me mm. because I can't take those cubes off Storm. And, you know, it was a great match. And we, we talked about, like, I'm like, we're going to have to play again, Rob, because this was an incredible game. We actually had all the rest of the top six watching us because everyone else was finished with their games at this point. And they're kind of just intensely watching this match, you know, I, yep. and man, I, I couldn't have asked for a better match. Like round around my round two and round three were just insane matches, Chris, like put my skills to the test. And, you know, I haven't talked about this trip at all yet, but I mean, we did drive from out of town to get here. So I drove with my friend Dennis, who's one of our local players who's come on the podcast many times. And, I'm just happy that Dennis and I played alert at all because we left at 4.30 in the morning because sign in for this tournament was 8 a.m., 8 a.m. And I brought four tables worth of terrain that I also set up, which took some time as well. So my goal is just to make top eight on this day. And right now it's feeling pretty good because I lost to one of the top six players by two points. What's also a good feeling about this game, Chris, I had a great match with Coffee and Coffee beating me. I mean, he's now three and oh, and I'm two and one. But you cannot feel bad about that loss, not one bit. I can't. So that means his strength of schedule, his SOS, which is the first tiebreaker in competitive MCP, is incredibly high. He's probably one of the highest at the tournament at the moment. Sure. And so that actually gives me better SOS. And on top of that, they have an MOV system, which is margin of victory, and they have a VP system as a third tiebreaker. So at this point in time, I have some of the highest VPs at the tournament because I scored so high in round one. And everyone else is pretty points parity. And the way... That puts it is obviously it goes SOS, MOV, then VPs. So I'm feeling pretty good about all three of my tiebreakers, Chris, because we're going to go into the fourth and final round potentially because what they said at the beginning of this tournament was if there's two players that are 4-0 and no one else is 4-0, those two players will go to the final table and that's it. Now, if there's a bunch of players that are like 3-1, and then we're going to have to play another round right until we get another person who's won the most sos so we go into the fourth round i have one loss but i can still place really well but i'm not gonna go to the final table because you have to go undefeated so i go to round four my opponent is alan and i'm gonna say chris i think alan was my favorite opponent the entire day and you'll see why in a minute i'm gonna tell you alan was incredibly warm he had a beautifully painted list that's very interesting which we'll get into in a minute and he was just there to have fun and he's currently sitting at my same record. You know, he's, he's two and one. And I'm like, man, you're just having fun. And you're also doing well. Like, this is, this is great. Yeah, like, man. this is like, he just had a lax attitude. We, we were on one of the back tables. It was a city table with just a bunch of cars. And I look across at his list and I'm like, this guy's two and one. This is super exciting. His list is a bunch of Asgardians, Asgard. Oh yeah. And some a force members and then some random splash characters and then She-Hulk. And the, the biggest takeaway I see across from his list, I look at his list and I see he just brought an entire wall of tankiness. Like, because because his splash characters, Chris, are like Proxima Midnight, who has the oh, reduction why? by one, right? Like, I like this. <laughs> She-Hulk. I'm like, Chris will this love this fun. list. fun. Yeah, man. That's super fun. We pull Terrigen Mist from his list and we pull Kree Core from my list. We go 20 threat. We just do it. Oh, baby and i'm like all right this is going to be a knockdown drag out fight the terrigen mist is only the two sides of the map the creek core is three parts of the map but they're in the same spots alan brings this is a real list he brought chris <laughs> this is incredible alan brings thor angela 
Loki with no gem, and She-Hulk. 20 threat. That's terrifying. Yeah. Dude. I bring Supreme Strange, Hulk, Gene, and Voodoo. Yeah, like your list is any less terrifying. Oh right. my gosh. Right. 20 threat, and you guys both throw four activations? That's good. Oh. I think we both had the same mindset. Like, oh, yeah, this is a head. You got to get priority, fight. right? You can't go super. You either have to go super wide or super tall. You can't go in the middle on this. You can't go like five activations, right? Because if they have four, they're just always going to have priority and they're just going to delete models at the top of their turn and you will never get to do what you want, right? So <sighs> this game is interesting. So he deploys Thor, Loki, and Angela on my right Terrigen Mist. In response, I deploy Supreme Strange, Hulk, and Jean on my right Terrigen Mist. So we're just going to have a knockdown dragout fight over there. But Chris, you and I have talked about matching threat and stuff like that, and sometimes the power of that. On his left Terrigen Mist, he deploys She-Hulk, and I deploy Voodoo. So in deploying Voodoo on that flank, Chris, I'm trying to do the thing that you and I have always talked about, where it's like either matching threat or Mm -hmm. winning a fight where you have lower threat. Right. My goal was to dominate the fight on the right, and then on the left, Voodoo just kind of plants his feet on the mist, either doesn't make it to She-Hulk, or he gets enough power to throw her or possess her and make her not count that mist, right? Right. Until he dies. And then when he dies, at least he nullified her, or maybe he even gets lucky and scores a couple times. That's my thinking on that, if that makes sense. Sure. Heavy hitters and completely different you know types of heavy heavy hitting teams at that i mean you you, you've got the mages with one bruiser Mm -hmm. and he's bringing three bruisers and one mage it's true it's cool yeah the she hulk splash is so cool using the asgard leadership i just love it here's my first question for you on this one what was uh what were what were you really how are you going to win this what in your mind you know you say you want to have voodoo planted yeah to hold his own and you want to overwhelm the the i guess the you're trying to draw all of his bruisers to you yeah i'm just trying to get my maximum actions out of hulk and strange right and it's i think i'm gonna win this fight if we're fighting on the mist because it's so contained obviously strange doesn't like to take a bunch of throws and stuff so that's gonna be my biggest fear but i think between gene strange and hulk on that side i can enable hulk to do whatever he wants every turn and that's kind of the plan essentially over there and then voodoo's just gonna have to survive as long as he can being a fourth threat against a sixth threat he's winning that even when he's losing inadvertently you know very true that's my thinking here and you know my other thinking was i have to find the core but i'm not going to split my team up and go Mm. like a bunch of people up the middle we're not doing that. We're just only focusing on the two miss. And that's what he did too. Mm. So I think that was the right play from both of us. And this is a, a crazy game. So he moves up Loki to the mist. He checks the middle meteor with Angela like you do. Does not find oh, yeah. where then he moves to the mist with Angela. I double move Gene to the meteor and start looking for it. I find it okay. immediately with Gene. You love it when that happens. I'm thinking now things have changed. I was going to try to attrition and control him out, which I feel like I could do over there. And we both just kind of fight over the mist and check the Cree core when we can, because it's not very likely. And like the game has changed now. Like Gene is going to have to play super, super passive this game. Right. Right. And that's kind of what I do. I then go with my Strange and Hulk last, and Voodoo's kind of planting his feet on the other mist. 
And I move Strange up and I do something that I think potentially might have won me the game. But I, instead of like start getting some early strikes onto Loki or Thor to build some power for Strange and be on that okay. list. Okay. Or even teleport Hulk up. That's kind of what I expected. Yeah, I get a strike on Loki. I get a little bit of power, one or two, and that's a scalpel. You only need one to scalpel because you start with three is strange every round. And I scalpel Jean away from the fight back behind my team, you know? Yep. Away from the mist because she can't she can't lose that power yep. and she can't be thrown by Thor. Like, that's just not going to be good, you know? I did take mental domination this game too, Chris, which I was thinking about the whole time. I'm thinking, I'm going to mind control. Of- I'm going to mind control. Um, Angela, right? And that was my yeah, thinking. That was my that was my guess on who to mind control to. Yep. But you've got to play the game right, right? And now the mm-hmm. game is protect Gene and win the miss. Yep. And everyone else will die to win the miss, and Gene will keep scoring the Creek War. Hulk gets up in there. He does a, a lot of damage just for it to be round one, and he doesn't mind the miss because he's immune to poison. Sure. Going to round two, I have priority. He scores two points round one on a mist. I score, which is actually the big mist because he has more models by it. I score the voodoo miss because I got enough power to throw She-Hulk, which is crazy. So now we're, t- we're two to two, but I score the creek at the end. So now I'm up and this is kind of how the rest of the game goes. I have Jean kind of close to my deployment on a building. She's just in range four to do her sap power strike. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. She's not even necessarily like she's not in range to do any good throws or anything, but she is in range to shield mind if needed. But, Hulk and Strange just go to town on his Asgardians, and it's rough Ugh. because you know my goal is to delete Loki as fast as possible. To yeah, superpowers cost more, and you know just He's if I get so, rid of control, he has so much control. Exactly. Yeah, if I get rid of control, that's it. And meanwhile, She Hulk and Voodoo are just literally doing the same thing. Like either one of them's throwing the other one off, and the other one's having to walk <laughs> back and then throw the other one right. Yeah, and it's really good and. Gene's staying alive this whole time. Unfortunately, he couldn't really focus on Gene because I had Hulk and Strange up in his face and it's playing into my plan, but also like what else can he do? You know, he has Hulk yeah. and Angela. And then to make matters worse, Chris, he gets some bad Thor rolls, which yeah. happens. Hey man, I hate We've it. been there. I, I, I've had some pretty embarrassing losses this season. Just bad cable rolls, man. It happens. Well, it's like when someone's up on points and then you get bad rolls, that's when it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm not playing either game. I'm not playing the point game or yeah. the attrition game. And this is kind of a theme you're seeing throughout my day. Between Hulk and Strange, I can do so much damage. And on top of that, I can also, which I did several times, scalpel Thor range three away, right? And just only deal with Angela, right? So like I only had to deal with one or two of them at a time. And that was the biggest power is Strange's scalpel. It's just yeah. Hulk's more confident in controlling two models than three, right? So that's the way it went. And of course, Chris, this is how it works. Like the last game when I played Rob, I did Hulk smash three times. I did strike five, six times with Hulk. Most of them hitting below average. The Hulk smash is not hitting at all. And I'm doing all these Hulk smashes against an Asgard team. And they're just all hitting like crazy because yep. the dice are evening out. Finally, that's how it works in the day. That's that is how it goes. Oh, and also like I win the mist and I score it. I'm scoring it a lot. Then he moves it. He did something interesting that I don't know was right, wrong or what, but like instead of moving the mist, like he can move the mist more into my team, deal some damage. He can move it to the side where neither one of us have it, or he can move it towards his team. He's moving it towards his team a lot. I get that because I have to come to him, but also at the same time, like does deal damage. It does poison. Yeah. Moving his team away from Gene. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. Right. Because Jean's just not moving. She's just staying back in deployment basically. And holding that core and it it yep. feels wrong like gene's taking a damage but it's like i'm playing the game and um as much as i want to get gene in the action and start doing much stuff like it's too risky because she is winning me the game because let's say i get one missed a turn and he gets the other miss like okay i'm still getting the miss to and the core right? exactly. exactly and that's kind of the way the game goes uh he doesn't get the mist again though like round two onward because hulk is just too much of a problem and on top of that she hulks in this weird position with voodoo where it's like she does damage to him well now he gets to spend three power to throw her away right yep and control the mist he's he's too good oh he's definitely good it's funny chris like this whole tournament i played voodoo quite a bit yeah and i never possessed the whole tournament really his best power yeah it just didn't come up in our games never happened yeah it never happened and you know, it's one of those things like it would have been nice to get that off in a cube game, right? Absolutely. But it just, these were intense games. Yeah, man. Sounds like every one of them was yeah. absolutely a joy in, it, in it a was. different way. Yeah. And Alan was one of my favorite games of the day. We finished very early, which was really nice. Like we were, we both were like, well, one of us is going to win really fast for this. <laughs> that's what we said <laughs> the game started. Like one of us is going to blow the other one up. And that's what basically what happened. Sure. You know, we had 35 minutes or something like left on our clocks, right? Of our 45 wow. clocks. Like we got the game done quick. So I actually got to finally take a break. Yeah. That's a nice last nice. game quick. I mean, either way, <laughs> yeah. win or lose, it's nice when it happens quick on the last round. Absolutely. Also, shout out to Alan with his beautifully painted team. He says he loves She-Hulk. So he says he just collects She-Hulk sculpts, which That's I just awesome. love that. He has all these love sculpts. But he had his AMG She-Hulk painted with more traditional human skin tones. So she was just like some super buff Asgardian type lady. <laughs> That's cool. So it fit into his Asgard. That's neat. It was good. It was really good. And he had really good Angela and Loki and Thor kind of more in traditional canon colors. But it was fun, man. You look across at his list. Oh, his list also had Supreme Strange in it. Oh, I was worried about that. I'm like, we're going to have a nice change off. He had, like I said, Proxima Midnight for the the damage reduction and movement. It was very creative Asgard A-Force list, and I loved it. So at this point, Chris, in the tournament, judges come out. They tell us we got a lot of three-in-ones, so we we have a solid top four. But we also have a top two because we have two four no's. Oh, baby. The first four no was Rob Coffey, my opponent, my only loss of the day by the two point game to X Men. Yep. Mr. Coffey was a four no. And then there was also Aaron Franklin, who was a, what do you know, Chris, my list that was in the bag that I was considering playing. Huh. A wide criminal player. Well, what do you know? <laughs> and he was 4-0 and as well. Sure. The way the judges talk about it is they say, the top four is locked, the top eight's locked, but now Aaron and Coffee have to play their game and see who gets the seat at LVO. So that was kind of cool. So it's like, now you kind of relax. Watch a high-level game, yeah. They did say that. It's like, you guys can either watch their game or everyone that would be paired up next, if you want to play your game, you can, because we know you guys came to play games and you paid money. And... What's fun is like the top eight of us were like, yeah, let's play our games for fun. Oh. Like, let's just do it lax. <laughs> but at this point, I'm pretty delusional because, uh, yeah, know, I mean, Chris, the tournament started at 9 a.m. That's so tough. Sign in was 8 a.m. And at this point, it was about 6.30 p.m. in the day, right? I, I'm not a good tournament player precisely for that reason. I flame it's out. It's a war of attrition. It absolutely is. And my my clock... My death clock expires a little <laughs> earlier than yours. And by a little, I mean by about, oh, one and a half, 
two rounds, maybe. Well, four rounds at a highly competitive tournament out of town, it's a lot, especially when you had to drive super early yep. in the morning to get there. So we actually play our final rounds. I actually play another player named Peyton, who was a blast to play against. He's another wide X-Men player. He, mm. he ended up getting seventh in the tournament. And we play a game, and he just completely kicks my butt Sure, in a fun game on, what do you know, Spider Portals. Huh. It's such a good X-Men roster. It's the one Omnis tried to pull every game in his Adepticon yep. games. Yep. And we just have a fun little game where it's like, okay, we're pretty delusionally tired. Let's just play, get some reps, you know? Yeah, of course. In that game, I played Jean just for fun, even though I honestly think she was the right choice, just because right. I was like, I'm just going to play another Jean game. I make those kind of choices all the time. Another Gene game. It's a fun game. It's not on the books. It's a rep. So the way the day ends is Coffee gets beat by Aaron. So the X-Men, the wide X-Men actually lose to wide criminal syndicate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Chris, my only loss being to the guy who got second place in the whole tournament. Not a bad feeling. It's not a bad feeling. So the final rankings for the day were Aaron, the criminal player, got first. Coffee got second. Another player named Spencer, who our paths never crossed, but we had almost the same identical SOS, similar MOV and similar VPs. He got third, and he was playing Wakanda with Black Order Splash. Interesting. Which also means a lot of the time he was playing Wakanda with Thanos. Yeah. Very scary, hard control. And then because of SOS, I actually had some of the highest MOV and VPs of the entire tournament, which is insane but because of sos just like spencer in third place he was three and one i was three and one and i got fourth so i did make top four very nice well done well done yeah it it helps that your only loss being to the guy who almost won the whole thing Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i'm sad that me and spencer's paths never got to cross because now you look at the information after the tournament you're like me and Spencer, the third place player, had identical stats. And, yeah. and in fact, it needed to happen. Yeah. Now on the LVO document, we actually have like the same points and everything like for standings for getting placement at the tournament. So like clearly we should play next time. And I actually had some really great conversations with him off to the side. And uh, he seemed like an incredible guy. He's a really nice guy. And like that'd just be a fun list to play Wakanda Black Order for Yeah, me, man. You know? It sounds neat. And I had a lot of Black Order tech in my list, you know, for this reason. But yep. You know, Chris, just to close out the top eight, we also had a Brotherhood player in fifth place. Nice. Good representation here. And what do you know? Who got sixth place? My round two opponent, Brent, with his extract convocation. That's awesome. Like, so I'm seeing a lot of my opponents in this list. And then Peyton, who I mentioned, I did the fun game with at the end of the day. Wide X-Men, he got seventh. And then Alan got eight. The Asgard player I played around four got eighth. So like That's I awesome. actually had a lot of opponents who made the top eight. And um No wonder your strength of schedule was he was just insane. Yeah. I guess, man. Yeah, and on top of that, Ryan, my first opponent of the day, he got like tenth. That's awesome. Like the the Midnight Suns player. It was an incredible tournament to get reps and meet people and play. Man, look at what a diverse top eight too, right? We had Criminal Syndicate, X Men, Black Order Wakanda, Convocation attrition then we had brotherhood and we had convocation extracts and then we had white x-men and then we had asgard with a force splash just what more could you ask for i mean just also no event no avengers in this top eight who would have thought love to see it something i learned very quickly no one really plays web warriors in uh missouri because i lack of web warriors in this top two i know there was some web warrior players out there but very few compared to some other metas so interesting yeah man I, I love regional oh, it's and, so cool. you know, game store metas like that. It's it's very cool. 
So it was a great tournament for me. All in all, I left my house at 4.30 in the morning and I got home at 12.30 in the morning the next day. It was like a 20-hour day craziness. Dennis, my friend who I went with, placed 12th, but then he got to play for the top eight points for LVO, which was incredible because of circumstances with drops and uh, players not wanting to get LVO, and which was great. Sure. So Dennis sure. got top eight points as well, and he had great SOS on top of that, just because he had great opponents as well, because Dennis's first game of the day was against the wide criminal syndicate player. <laughs> of course. And Chris, let me tell you, when I say wide criminal syndicate, it's all the stuff I love, man. Like, what, what are these splash characters I love in criminal syndicate? This guy was playing him. Ant-Man was there oh yeah baby you know it in criminal syndicate he's so strong oh, yeah. he's nasty he was playing corset widow mm-hmm. he was playing winter soldier oh all the hits baby man just cool splash characters that just fit that wide criminal syndicate team on top of the bullseyes the hoods the shadowland daredevils the kingpins of the world because he was playing it man it was all there it was really really cool and i couldn't have asked for better opponents in a better environment i you know thank metagames unlimited for hosting this event i was really happy to provide four tables i did win best table which was very exciting and i got some store credit for that sweet man and then i got some store credit for being in top four so what did i immediately do i immediately bought shadowland daredevil with my store credit my man that's right proud of you you know a lot of gas and stuff but it all evens out because of the experiences and the icing on the cake was that i got to pick up daredevil on the way out you know which was very fun yeah man i'm i am really hoping to be able to go with you the next time that's the plan right we've talked about yes, this sir it's very exciting oh and chris my i did bring my egypt map which is either you know conchus temple or ramatut's tomb whoever you ask <laughs> and then i had the wakandan plains and the wakandan temple where you take the wakandan herbs yep and then I brought Clintar. They said that all four of my tables were in, in, in the running for best table, but they said the <laughs> table that won was Clintar. So it was nice Tight. to hear. Well done. They liked the creativity and the colors of the Symbiote Homeworld. So I was super excited to like bring tables and people play on them. It's, it's always a big joy of mine because putting so much time into this stuff, it's like you want people to enjoy it more, you know, of and course. just like put it yeah. out there. So that was really fun. You know, rising tide lifts all boats on stuff like that because mm-hmm. When when people put in a lot of love and effort to these tables, and then these big, this, you know, a nice regional tournament like this happens, right? It helps give the whole tournament a, a bigger feel, and just helps everyone just get more into it and have a better time. It's it's I very agree. cool. Aesthetics matter, man. They do, and and it sucks, but they do. Well, and. You know, I mean, it brings more people to the table that don't know this game too, right? And that's always been sure. my goal, right? Is to, I want to draw people across the game shop that don't know MCP, you know, and they see the table, sure. they see everything and they, they get really excited about it. But yeah, Chris, I learned a lot from this tournament. I, you know, I'm not going to retire Convocation anytime soon. I'll be playing them a lot, but I think my next tournament, I will definitely play a different list just for variety's sake and, sure. you know, competition's sake, because now I actually, I'm on the leaderboards for LVO. So it's like, I got to gotta work on that, you know? learn some new yeah, stuff it's true i don't know you and i talked about this crazy like every time i play a new team i i dive really deep and it's like it's got to be a team i like number one and want to play but it's like i dive really deep and it's like at worst what i take away from that is i know how to play against them at worst 100 percent. and i'm taking some inspiration for that with uh some of my my next team dive choices but you know that's a topic for a later <laughs> day uh jesse are do you have have any final takeaways from this 
excellent 20 hours you had. Do you have any any takeaways on maybe the state of the game? You know, maybe that local mm. meta. Any, any, any overarching kind of takeaways on this one? Well, I think this top cut shows how healthy the state of the game is, Chris. I think it's pretty apparent. I think some of the things we already knew were confirmed, like criminals, brotherhood, and white X-Men being some of the biggest threats in the game right now. That's absolutely still true. You need to know how to deal with Juggernaut. You need to know how to yeah. deal with X-Men. You need to know how to deal with like crazy things like this extract convocation that's going around in the world, right? Like th- yep. these are things that exist that gotta have a plan for you gotta have a plan you know and 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 let's not forget too chris there was a lot of midnight suns here because once again they're a cool team with cool characters yeah they are so you know i don't know big shout out to dennis my co-pilot on this whole venture he was the navigator i was the driver so i did do all the driving on this trip too which ended up being a lot and uh (laughs) dennis being the navigator really helped a lot because we were just getting home man we were barely there you know it was uh there was a point we had to stop, you well, know, and get out of the car, do some laps. You know, you know how it goes. I absolutely do, but I do know that I'm going to be an asset on the next trip because I am quickly approaching legendary wheelman status with Ooh. how many miles I've put in over the last two years. That's so true, Chris. It's so true. It's a fun challenge on your body and mind, Chris, to to drive three or four hours out of town to show up a tournament on time to stand all day to set up tables to play yeah and then also melt your mind on top of meeting people which is super exciting i met so many people and then drive home you know but (laughs) luckily when we were missouri we had some good local food you know for lunch and for dinner which was great we had love it you know some some great chinese for lunch and we had some great vietnamese for dinner it it was a great experience you know classic classic And just barely keeping ourselves awake on the drive home. And I sure I literally stumbled out of my car into bed and was like, I'm going to have to unload train first thing in the morning. You know, it's just how it goes. Oh, I get that. I've been in plenty of bands, sir. I get that. You and I both. Yeah. We've been training for this our whole life. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's one of those things, Chris, like there's so much to play in a competitive tournament that you don't even realize until you do it. And luckily I yeah. have experience. You've got a lot. I've done a lot of these and it's like one of the most important things is rest the night before, nutrition all day, hydration all day, sitting between your rounds. I'm a big proponent of never sitting during your round, but what between your rounds, I think you should sit because <laughs> I just think when you're standing, the game's more fun and you're more into it. But like everyone likes to do the game differently but definitely when your rounds aren't going you need to be sitting you need to be hydrating take those bathroom Mm -hmm. breaks because these are death clocks man when you're in it you're in it you gotta make quick decisions yep this is my first time playing death clocks at mcp and i was super excited to do it and it was it was super natural for everyone which is a great thing i don't know man it great experience and i think the last shout out i have is to brandon who is one of the tournament organizers and the to of the tournament and did a great job he also is a fury's finest listener so thanks for running this tournament and taking your time because once again chris like none of this pays you know unfortunately this is all for the better of the community when people give up their time to set up tables and show up and give out tables or to to a tournament or to organize a tournament a lot of this is just of their goodwill and we can't thank those people enough i think it's i think it's pretty apparent how important they are and paramount but on top of that absolutely we got to mention it here right so big time it's really good but i think i learned a lot and i think knowing kind of the mcp competitive format for lvo qualifiers going forward was very helpful chris for me and uh, i think i'll be better prepared next time i'll probably have more sleep i also 
won't be having a sinus infection, which I had this whole time. <laughs> you know, that's a whole nother story. Uh, completely unexpected, but it happens. And, um, you know, it, it's good to know stuff too, like the tiebreakers, like SOS is first, yep. and MOV than VPs. I think those are very fair tiebreakers and very strong. But like if you're doing good SOS all day, you're doing good MOV and you're doing good VPs, like you're just in a good spot. And that's what landed me in the top four, honestly, is just playing with the best game I could all day. I don't think I would change any of my rosters for the whole day, you know? That's awesome. That's always a great feeling. I have yet to play through a tournament and have that feeling, but one day I will. Oh, and the final takeaway, Chris. Go ahead. Yeah. Because I didn't play Black Order, even though it was a strong Black Order player at this tournament, there was a Black Order in the top 10. And there was, of course, the Spencer, the Black Order Wakanda player in the top four. I never played Loki. And I actually never played Lizard all day because it just didn't come up. Yeah. You went you went too tall usually to, to fit Lizard in. I, yeah. And it's like, if I needed someone, they probably were affiliated. So it was probably Mordo, Magic, or Ancient One or something. But my goal was to play Strange all day and Hulk most of the day. And that worked out. But it was like, Lizard's still there as a tool, right? And so is Loki. And sometimes right. when you go to a tournament, you step away and you don't say, oh, Loki needs to come out. That, that was, okay, Loki's time never came and I need to keep him in keep working on it, you know, and Loki's won me some games with this list against black order, for instance. So it's just so cool to see a local metal like you and I talked about and like what models you actually played, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's like ancient one, won me game one, but like she didn't really do anything else the rest of the day. And that's completely fine. You know, that's completely fine. Totally worth bringing. (laughs) Yeah, man. But it it was super fun. I really look forward to the next one. Super cool to see me and Dennis now on that list of the LVO qualifier points. So, like, jealous on that one. Yeah. And uh, hopefully you'll be at the next one with us and we can. I'm excited for it. Keep working on some X Force and White X Men, you know, in your future. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. yeah, You know, just uh, if you haven't played X Men yet and you haven't played uh, (laughs) X23 and Domino in particular, they're real good. They're still real good. Tasty, tasty, tasty. They're wonderful characters. And of course, on top of that, Rogue just wins you the game sometimes. And as she should, she's Rogue. She's awesome. Fury's Finest is supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a Fury's Finest patron by going to patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. Follow the show on Twitter at Fury's Finest cast and Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch at Fury's Finest. Email us at Fury's Finest at gmail.com and leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really helps us out. Thanks to Approaching Nirvana for our intro and outro music. And please help spread the word about our show. Like Jesse said, rate, review, subscribe. You guys humble us all the time with how much you do that. But Absolutely. And unfortunately, the algorithms being set up the way they are, the world being the way it is, we have to continue to ask. So please, please do help. Uh, and we appreciate each and every one of you. Yeah, we truly do. Like you guys leaving us reviews on the podcast and following our social media pages actually adds to that algorithm silliness and helps people find the show and helps people find MCP. You can find Chris and I on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jesse Aiken. That's J-S-S-E-E-A-K-I-N. Yes, it is Aiken. Chris, where can everyone find you? Follow me on Twitter at Chris Bruffett, C-H-R-I-S-B-R-U-F-F-E-T-T. It's time to talk NBA draft, baby. There it is. There it is. I knew it was coming. That's all I had looked forward to every year as an OKC fan. That's absolutely true. Well, for another two years. Calling my shot right there. This was a very fun episode. So other than me giving a brief update at some points during the day on the Furious Finest patron discord, which of course is a perk of the patron discord. But like other than that, you and I had not talked about my games. We, right. we intentionally held off. 
So this would be fresh for you and, you know, fresh for me retelling. It's always, it's always hard to recollect all your games, but like these are pretty clear to me because they're also iconic, these games and these players. And, (laughs) you know, it's, it's just so fun to recollect here and talk about it and learn as a player and, you know, talk about on the podcast and progress forward. And hopefully you and I get to do more of these in the future, these sort of LVO qualifiers and these big events going forward where we can kind of talk about our games, what happened to us and kind of our experiences with these wonderful metas in different cities. And that's exactly what happened to me in Springfield. I could have asked for a better tournament, a better environment. Metagames Unlimited is a beautiful store. It's super clean, super nice. And I met so many listeners of the show that were so kind and so many people at the game shop that were once again, so positive and kind about my terrain and what we do on the show, Chris. So it's one of those things like we put in a lot of work here to hopefully build the community and have fun with you guys. And I got to experience a lot of that firsthand, Chris, this weekend. That was pretty surreal. I'm very jealous, but I'm also very happy that it happened and you got to go. Thanks to everybody that listened to this far in, man. For real. Really appreciate you. And we'll talk to you again soon. That's right. So thanks for listening. True believers. Excelsior. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Ten bucks says you're wrong. 